choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? What up? This is uh, Thanks for Asking Kells Radio. I'm Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. What up, y'all? Sorry I'm a little late, but this was a, a very long week at work. We have a uh, quarterly big sedity board member, everybody at the tippy top meeting, uh, and it was this week, and there's a whole lot of preparation and just stuff you have to do for it. So I just say you have time to, shoot, to uh, record during the week. But here I am now on a Saturday. All right, so... Um, this episode, I'm not sure if I said before, this is episode 143. Um, sh- uh, what up to everybody who gave me shout outs for last week, episode Gen X. We out here, we still out here. I appreciate y'all was feeling me. I, I don't think I was telling no lies. I mean, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, everybody, every, every generation think they the shit, but I think, you know, we got receipts for hours and I just, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of getting nothing against millennials, but I'm tired of getting lumped in millennials. You know, they, anybody that's like 50 or under, they call millennial. We not millennials, my dude. We, we Gen X. We ain't like y'all. Y'all ain't like us. We different. And the Y's and the Z's and whatever come after, like, I'm tired of that shit. Like, nah, we put some respect in our name because we were a unique generation who gave everything to the culture and I just wanted to let it be known. Alright, so let's get started Um, So I was juggling for yours and negatives Because I have a few But I think Who am I going to give it to? Um, You know what? <laughs> Let me give it to the lady in the nail salon just now I tweeted it But I was in the, uh, I was in the nail salon And there was this guy, was this man in there Getting his feet done Now I was peeping like, So I was looking over So he had them feet I've asked people before how you get them brown nails And them black nails And people say it's fungus I still don't understand how you get fungus in your toes though Like people say it's from walking around outside But who in New York City really walking around outside Like I don't understand why But he had them them, like brown I don't know Look like talon Talon bird talon nails right They were dark and they were thick, so I'm watching the girl trying to cut his nails, and I mean, she got the, she got the big uh, toenail clipper, but she, you know what I mean, pressing down in that joint like it's a fucking lever or something. Like, she was having a hard time. So she, was, so she couldn't even, like, get it off in one. She had to, like, clip it down. His, his nails was thick and curled over and just, like, talons, right? So I'm already watching, like, damn, your feet is full. But his feet don't look... They not rough though, like it looked like he got them done before, but like I don't know his nail. I don't understand how people would be going on people's toenails when you get. I don't know if it's a you get old or what, but um. So you know, so then I'm I'm getting my pedicure. I'm not paying no attention. So then, you know, it, when he um, I, I don't think he spoke English or he might have. He just couldn't understand her. I understood her, and um, the, the, the lady next to him. So the, the um pedicure lady says something to him, like, I, I didn't hear what she said, and so, but I heard the lady next to him say, she's telling you, you need to come more often, and then she was like, she's saying you need, and then the um, pedicure lady said something else, and she's just like, she said every two weeks, so I'm looking, then the lady was like, cause to do your feet, you need the strength of the black panther, <laughs> dog, I was like, yo, I was like, 
like, yo, I'm dead up in here because, yo, his toenails was like, them joints just like half an inch thick. And he, that shit was just like so perfect. She was struggling to cut them joints down to the point where she finally pulled out the, um, what's the drill joint they use, like for the top. And she was like taking it back with that. So, I don't get it, man. My feet, thank God, my feet are, are decent. Like, I, But I see people with them toenails, and I'll be like, how do you get those toenails? It can't be walking outside because barefoot, because who walks outside barefoot? Like, anybody know, please let me know. Man. I'm going to hit WebMD and find out why toe, toenails be brown and black and gross. Um, So, uh, yours and negative two to that lady, because that shit was funny as hell, yo. I was in there dying. Um... Yeah, so good. So then I can put everything else into the actual episode. So, um, alright, let's start with, um, so, I think it was, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, Snapchat put up this stupid ad with Rihanna and Chris Brown, and I don't even remember, it just though it was like, would you rather slap Rihanna or something Chris Brown, and I saw the ad, and I just ignored it, because I've been deleted Snapchat, been off Snapchat, but I noticed it, and I was like, that is dumb on so many levels. First of all, it's dumb because that Rihanna and Chris Brown shit was, I don't know if y'all know, that shit was over a decade ago. Both of them are over it. Both of them had several relationships since and moved the fuck on. Rihanna been over it and and, and has not mentioned it since. And Chris, you know, he had his, he done had a, done destroyed a whole nother Carucci life. And even she done got away and moved. So it's old. So first of all, why are you, why are you bringing that up? First of all. Second of all, like, it's completely tone deaf, because, like, I can't, these companies, this, this, this is my point, let me get back to what I was saying, saying, but, like, I notice a lot of these companies, they think social media is just, like, some stupid shit, or, oh, you know what, go, go find an intern and throw them on there, because it's tech, and, you know, they just, you know, anybody, these fucking baby boomers, these old niggas, they don't know nothing about tech, and they, as soon as you say social media or something, oh, go get the teenager or the 20-year-old, because they, that's what they think it all is, and y'all really be fucking up with that, because I don't think you understand that Twitter and Facebook and all, those are global stages, Everybody over the world is seeing you. That is advertising, marketing, and branding all in one location. And you grabbing the 20-year-old out the mailroom to put him on your social media is the dumbest thing ever. And it's so obvious because, like, social media you is, is first of all, you a tech company. You fucking Snapchat. How are you so bad at social media when it's like you're supposed to be cutting edge and on the How are you so bad at it? Like, that's not funny, number one because it's just not funny, number two, it's not current, because like I just said, that shit is over 10 years ago, so, I mean, what are you doing, and number three, like, dude, where, look around, are you awake, niggas is on me too, time's up, um, you know, uh, inclusion and diversity and all this, fuck this Trump shit, and this is what you putting up, would you rather slap, like, it's dumb, like, what are you doing, like, pay attention, and a lot of companies do this, a lot of companies do this stupid shit, then they gotta apologize, like, yo, the, the fucking Twitter and and your social media is not for freshmen. It's for live. Then y'all need help. Call me. I'm, I can do that shit. Like y'all constantly do this. It's not for the intern. It's not for the dummy. It's for somebody who really understands social media, really understands the platform, and really understands what it is. Because some of the companies get it really right. Like um, IHOP, Hamburger Helper. It's a lot of companies that nail it. They they write when the Oscars is on, whatever. They pay attention. And they always got relevant on time tweets. That's how you do it. Then some of the rest of y'all come with this old, like, what are you doing, so, I said all that to say, I saw the ad, but I ignored it, because I was like, this is dumb, and I, but, and, 
and I was offended because y'all know I love Rihanna, but I was like, eh, it's dumb. Lo and behold, though, Rihanna saw it too. And Rihanna went on Instagram and basically dragged him for shit and told everybody to d- delete. She didn't like Snapchat, which I already knew. And, um, you know, delete the whole app because what the fuck are y'all doing? And after she did that, they lost almost a billion dollars, $800 million. Cause Rihanna, I had already deleted Snapchat anyway. And I knew I only had Snapchat for Rihanna. Cause when Rihanna was on there, whenever that was before anti came out, I had her on there, but I had a, I kind of knew that she didn't really like it because she gave it to her cousin run. And every time she just was seeming like, all right, whatever bothered by. So I know they do, they, you know, make deals with them to do forever, however long. So I, I assume that's what it was, but I could kind of tell she ain't like it. Cause she was just always like, Oh, okay. Again, we gotta be on here. You know what I mean? So I wasn't surprised by that, but like, how stupid can you be? Like, that was, even if you didn't even mention Rihanna and Chris Brown, like just that, like you, you, you're not aware of your surround, like you're not, you're not current. How are you a tech company? You supposed to be this new for the youth tech company. And you think that's funny. Like you don't even understand like how tone deaf that is. And that's why nobody don't use your app and went over to Instagram because what the fuck are you doing? So dumb. So I just wanted to mention that. Cause like, yo, I, like I've been saying, Rihanna got receipts. Rihanna snapped uh, uh, Instagram on Instagram, which was brilliant. She did it on Instagram. Fuck Snapchat, delete the whole shit. And they lost $800 million after she did that. So the uh, power of Rihanna. So what's next? March Madness. So usually, I, I've said before, um, I, I kind of like college basketball a little bit better than pro basketball, this new pro basketball. I mean, it's kind of not so much anymore because now with these new drafts and everybody going to the NBA and y'all fucking destroying college sports with all this money shit, I don't want to hear it, whatever. I heard both sides. I don't agree. I don't care. I get y'all points, but I think it's destroying the game, whatever. So the college game is not what it was when I was a guy. Like back in the, when Duke and Michigan and all them guys, the college game was way more exciting than it is now to me. So last year I did the March Madness brackets, and you always have upsets, but like it was just getting like – after the first round, if your bracket is, is broke, it's like, it's not even fun, right? So I was, and this year I haven't, just haven't been really watching it. And again, it's not, I just don't really care about a lot of these teams because it's not really that exciting anymore. And the teams, the bigger teams that you really like or that usually in the tournament are not. So, you know, and I know some people say that's what the tournament is all about. I get it, but I, I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see East Bumblefuck State versus South Bumblefuck State. Like that, I don't give a fuck. That's not, it, it's not exciting to me, right? I like to see the teams that feed into the NBA. I like to see the UNCs, the Dukes, the Arizonas, the Mich- well, not so much Michigan anymore. You know, the big, the, the Villanovas, um, the UCLAs, you know, the big, I like to see the big-time schools with the big-time players. I don't care. I know some of y'all are like, oh, it's the little guy. Yeah, okay, whatever. I'll, that's cool. But I don't, wanna, I don't want a tournament full of that shit, right? <laughs> um. So I didn't even do a bracket this year. And thank God, because the first round had been all kind of upsets. Some uh, UM, some Maryland school I've never heard of, um, beat Virginia. Um, and then the first round, Oklahoma lost. So I'm just, needless to say, I'm glad I didn't make no bracket. I'm glad I'm not really into it. I'll start watching. Usually I watch the whole tournament, but I'll start watching at the um, Sweet 16 on. Because I'm just, I don't care before that. Um, yeah, so shout out to Marsh Madness. I just... I used to love college ball. I used to love basketball. And I just, you know, I'd rather I'd rather watch a lot of other sports before basketball. Even the pro game. Like, I, I mean, I love Golden State. I like the way. Golden State, I could watch. Because Golden State, 
plays ball at elite level at a caliber and had, and I know people, oh, that's whack. No, y'all whack. And that's why the game is whack. Cause y'all think that what golden State is doing is whack. What golden state is doing is what every team used to do. The Celtics used to be packed. The Lakers used to be packed. Detroit used to be packed. That's what you do because you want to win. So you bring all the players and you build the best team you can and y'all get championships and y'all go on runs. That's exciting. That's dope. That builds legacies. As much as I hate the Lakers, all the rings they won was dope. It was exciting. Detroit, same thing. Uh, the Celtics, same thing. I like that shit. That's when basketball was great. That's when it was exciting. This shit now, it's, it's, it's getting there, though. It's, it's coming back. I don't like the new fouls and the calls and all that, but, I mean, I, whatever. It is what it is. But Golden State... They play ball the way I like to see ball played. They are excellent. They all pass the ball. Everybody plays to their strengths, and they blow teams out. Some of these other cats, y'all can keep them. And it's not going with all this, everybody jumping. Everybody's not LeBron James. Everybody think they're going to skip college and go straight to the league. The, the quality of play is going to deteriorate. Because at 18, I don't care what y'all say about the pay and all that. My personal, look, I know how much college players, uh, schools make off these players and all that. Whatever. My personal opinion is if you was broke till 18, you can be broke three more years. Like, it ain't going to make or break you to be broke three more years. Now, I do think some some rules could be changed. Like, they should definitely be able to, um, I, I mean, as a student athlete, you really, um, only get, like, the basics. So, you know, give them a little stipend. And I don't see nothing wrong with letting them get paid to sign their jersey. It's their jersey. You know, memorabilia, all that. I don't see no problem with that. So, excuse me, I'm sorry. Some of the rules could be changed, but I don't agree with y'all on the play the players. I don't care. I heard all the arguments. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I think that it is an argument that is, that only affects a small few that you're trying to apply to the entire NCAA and it's going to just ruin the whole thing. Because you got people on swim scholarships, lacrosse, all these smaller sports that people need to be able to go to college is, that's going to get screwed over because y'all worried about two or three dudes who can't wait two more years to be a millionaire. I'm sorry, my heart don't bleed. I don't care. I, I think the system worked fine before. And I, I, I mean, again, we could change some of the rules, but all this, let's play the players and let's get them the percentage of the money they earn. That's dumb. You know how many the scientists at universities invent all kind of patents and shit? You're going to get them a percentage of what they earn too? Like, come on. It's, it don't work like that. Like, y'all making money for the school, yeah, but it don't act like the athletes are, and I know, I know these championships be, bring millions of dollars, but so do science and research. A lot of these schools have, bring in a lot of money and other things. It ain't just sports. So I think it's a very short-sighted, narrow solution to a problem that is deeper than people think it is. And you about to go tear up a whole bunch of things because, you know, you're starting five at your top-tier school. God forbid they got to play for four years and, and got to wait to be a millionaire because, oh, they mama broke and they mama this and they mama that your mama been broke all your life now you in school and all of a sudden you just got to just got to get her out or you know the sky's gonna fall I'm sorry I don't, I don't buy it and if you good enough by all means go LeBron was good enough it's some people that are good enough but a lot of these guys I don't think are and I think it deteriorates the game just my opinion you ain't got to agree alright moving on uh what else so let's oh Real quick, Facebook is the feds. All this news has been coming out lately about all the shit that the Russians were able to get from Facebook and manipulate from Facebook, and Facebook was acknowledgeable and didn't do anything about it. And we, as we know, a lot, a, a lot of fake, a lot of fake news was spread on Twitter, but a lot of fake news was fed on Facebook. All us Twitter users, we know the kind of niggas that be on Facebook. That's why we not on Facebook. They believe the dumbest shit. Dude, they shot up, went in there, shot up them people in that pizza shop because he thought Hillary was running a child molestation ring. Got that shit off Facebook. Like Facebook is a bunch. Of dummies and a bunch of nuts. That's why 
I'm not on that shit. I can't tell you the last time I've been on Facebook, and I deleted that shit off my phone. And I would delete my account, but it requires me to go to Facebook to do it, so that bitch would just sit there, because I do not go to Facebook. Um, but I just want to say that Facebook is the feds. And when I, when all this clears out, like, I don't know how deep or how wide they want to take it, but there's quite a few people that can really get brought down from this whole Russian thing, because there's a lot of people that interfered in a much, or, or had something to do with what occurred in a much more substantive way than what is being released right now. And Facebook is one of them. Cause there was, I don't know, to me, if you're an American, what, regardless of all the issues we got in our country and all of that, the racism and all the stuff we need to fix, granted, you're American born and raised, you're American citizen, and some foreign hostile government or some fucking person that is just anti what you're supposed to stand for and believe in, start doing some fuck shit, I don't know, me, I tell the government, and I'm not Johnny Appleseed, super patriot, all that dumb shit, I'm just saying, Hey man, the Russians who, you know, I don't know a whole lot, but I know they not great. And I know, you know, what over there with they their history is not the greatest, and I know they're not the most freest democratic society. I mean, I don't know all the details, but I know they've been pretty bad for a long, long time. Um, been doing some fuck shit on our system, trying to affect the election and and putting all this bullshit on here and getting people riled up, and I just thought y'all should know. I, that seems simple to me. That seemed like something that nobody should have to tell you to do. That seemed like something you should just voluntarily do. Like, if World War II broke out today with these motherfucking corporations and people acting with it, we wouldn't have won. We won World War II because everybody gathered around the corporations and, 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 and the mob, and everybody worked together. The mob secured the docks. German spies were coming right up to fucking Long Island and Brooklyn and trying to spy and, and trying to uh, sabotage and do shit through the docks. The mob, the, the government went to the mob and was like, hey, we need y'all help. And the mob gave it, corporations hey, we need y'all, you know, we need y'all to stop producing, we need y'all to produce for war and they did it, do that shit now we, we, we probably won't win World War II because nobody has any kind of like responsibility or duty to anybody everybody just out for themselves and they don't care and it's like, oh well, you know whatever's happening over there doesn't affect me so I don't have to do anything, and that's why this country's going to shit, and that's how Trump got elected because there's no collective responsibility, there's no sense of of community, like, and I'm not saying no kumbaya shit, we, we still got problems, but no hostile foreign government should be able to come to your company and interfere in your elections for your country to elect your president to interfere and push their interests and you not say anything, and you take a, and you take a protective stance because I have to protect my company, that should never happen, it should never happen, and I don't know what it gotta take to get motherfuckers to understand that, but... We might don't make it. That's all I know. Fuck Facebook. Data feds. Um, so, so I got up on, I think it was Wednesday morning, and usually I get dressed, and I listen to The Breakfast Club, because it just ain't nothing else to listen to. Um, and I was getting ready, and I heard DeSeuss and Mary. Now, I don't watch DeSeuss and Mary. DeSeuss, it's DeSeuss, right? I never know. Whatever. I never know how to pronounce it. I don't watch that show. I've seen it. The few times I saw it, I chuckled, but it's a, I just, I just don't watch it. I mean, I get it, but it's just a little bit too do bro for me and just, you know, just two niggas sitting around shooting the shit. I get it, but I, I don't need a whole show of it. Right. But I like them. Right. I, I, the ones I've seen, I do think they're funny. And I just, I just like, I like that guys like that with that, that kind of humor and just that the way they are, have a show and, and are, are, and are doing things. I like that. Right. Cause you know, niggas from the Bronx, just regular niggas from the Bronx that just caught on, shout out, I like that, they came on the Breakfast Club, and 
DJ Envy decides that he wants to try to play them on air, talking about, now I had no idea what he was talking about, they played the clip or whatever, I still had no idea what he was talking about, I thought it was corny, I thought it was whack, because when they played the clip, I don't think the clip was trying to talk about his wife, I think it was a joke, and it was a joke, he characterized it one way, I think dude was just trying to show out, I think dude thought he was, they was gonna come on that show, and he was gonna punk them, and he was gonna look like he was hard, nigga, if you was hard, you don't do that shit on the radio, okay, I hate that stupid, ra- I said that before, even when they roll up on Charlamagne, I got problems with Charlamagne, but I think it's a punk shit when they do it too, because we in a radio station, my dude, you know nobody not gonna let us fight, you know nothing's gonna go off, so you're trying to come in here like like you hard, like you not hard, dude, if you really was hard, you would, you would, uh, check me in the hallway, or you would roll up on me private, you know what I mean, you, we in here with all these people, you in here with all your thugs, Birdman did the same shit, and Birdman, look, I mean, okay, Birdman said that, you know, he thought rolling up on him in the street would be thug, okay, I respect that you had a rationale and a reasoning of what you're doing, but I really don't see the difference between that and in this radio station with eight dudes, but I mean, I understand, I, I, at least he had a rationale about it, he was like, alright, I don't want to do this thug shit, roll up on you on the street, I want to come up to the radio station and speak to you man to man, okay, fine, I think it still was kind of dumb and corny, but at least you had a rationale for what you're doing, you, you, you was like, okay, I'm gonna do it this way, not that way, you other niggas coming there, just trying to flex, and trying to push your chest, chest out, and real recognize real, and DeSus recognized real, cause he said his little piece, and then he sat back and just let it go, they said, look man, we sorry, we mean it that way, they apologized, cause first they thought he was joking, so did I, cause I'm like, oh what are you talking about, you for real, then once they realized he was for real, they tried to squash it, cause lo, yo, this dude is okay, clearly he's guys, he's upset, he's emotional, whatever, I really don't know what he's talking about, but fine, if you feel like a way, I'm sorry, I apologize, ain't no big deal, got it, that should've been the end of it, he kept going and going and going, then he gonna get up and walk out, dog, I need light skins to stop embarrassing me, okay, I try real hard, I do my part, I, try, I, I have read the books, I have done the education, I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of intelligent, I think I hit all the points, I, I know all the issues, and I just try to conduct myself as an upright, upstanding, light-skinned black citizen, okay, I tried, I do my part, and I'm tired of you other motherfuckers, mulattoes, exoticals, light-skins, biracials, racial ambiguous, however you identify, embarrassing me, like, stop doing this shit, man, we try, I'm trying to sling off, we trying to sling off these stereotypes, okay, we trying to just all just get along, and here y'all come every time with this dumb shit, that shit was whack, dude, that shit was corny, like, it was never that serious, they wasn't really talking about your wife, and I was just like, okay, and, and I knew the shit was gonna backfire, I knew the shit was gonna backfire, because it was a stunt, and it was a cornball shit, and I was like, them niggas gonna go on your show, and they gonna roast the fuck out, and you gonna look even dumber, because you should not have done that shit, and that's exactly what happened, they roasted shit out of him, and they should have, like, that shit was corny, like, if you really have felt the way about it, you should have pulled him aside and said something earlier, because, and not to mention, not just that, but y'all sit up on that radio station all day long and talk shit about people, and joke on people, and say way worse shit than what they Susan Miro said, and now you wanna be all, like, it was corny, it was corny, it was corny, it was corny, it was whack, it was corny, if your wife told you to do it, then I guess you had to do it, but it still was, it still was corny, you could have been like, I don't know, it could have just been handled better, please stop embarrassing me, light-skinned America, please, I had enough, it's, it's, god damn, it's hard enough out here with all, the, all these, all these woke, fake woke, need a nap niggas, now here y'all come, just being the very thing that we keep trying to say we ain't, and y'all just keep being it, like, making us look dumb, stop it, Carl Thomas, emotional ass niggas, cut it out, alright, so, I, um, I recommended, um, 
Atlanta Monster Podcast, Atlanta Monster Podcast to y'all. And I've been listening to it, and the last few episodes, so the guy who does Atlanta Monster, told y'all before, does his other podcast called Up and Vanish. Up and Vanish is well done. Atlanta Monster is not as good, and it's actually, I want to say, not well done. I know I know, I was hyped, and I told y'all, that's because that was for the, for the first four episodes, but I was trying to see where it's going. And now I kind of see where it's going. And I just don't think it's that good. Not Not that it's not well done, but it's like, if you don't know anything, like, the Atlanta child murders, as I told y'all before, was a huge case. It was huge. There have been all kinds of movies and specials and documentaries done on the Atlanta child murders. There's every, there's a lot of evidence out there and a lot of things out there on Atlanta child murders. And I feel like most of it is not included in this podcast. All that's included in this podcast is the conspiracy theories and the questions. And well, not everybody thinks he did it. Not everybody thinks OJ did it either. And it's a very similar thing where like, yeah, there's all kind of conspiracy. Oh, it was a Colombian drug lord. All these ridiculous theories. OJ did it. They had overwhelming evidence that he did it. You can run off on all these conspiracy theories and all, but none of there's no proof of that. There's no evidence of that. It's just it's just talk. The evidence that that is that is there points to his guilt. Same thing with and it cannot be explained away and has never been explained away. Same thing with Wayne Williams. There's a lot of evidence. Like so, this podcast kind of makes it seem like the evidence was skimpy and it was conspiracy and uh, it just it don't make no sense. Like there was a lot more evidence than is being presented in this podcast. He gets to some of it, like the episode this week, he talks about the fibers and how unique those fibers were and how the fibers are really what sent him to jail because that was concrete evidence. But it's just pain. Like I said, when I, uh, when I first listened to a pain is from Atlanta, he's a white guy. He's from Atlanta. He had never heard of the child murder. So that right there lets me know that he doesn't know any black people. And he just grew up in some other world where he managed to live in Atlanta and had never heard of Atlanta child murders, because that's incredible to me that you could be from Atlanta and never have heard of Atlanta child murder. So, and it's just, it comes out in his, like, you can tell when somebody, and not, he's, he's a nice guy. He's, 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 treats everybody fairly, he's like, he's a cool guy, but you can just tell when white people do not have, have not, are not familiar with black people, have not grown up around black people, probably don't know any black people, you can just tell, because there are little things that pain just doesn't catch catch up on, or he just misses, and one of them is Wayne Williams himself, like, Payne is just, he's like, well, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a its a thread through the whole podcast about how well Wayne is reasonable and he's logical, and I'm like, not really, he's just talking in a soft voice, but he's not, nothing he says is reasonable, nothing he says, he sounds like a full of shit nigga to me, but you gotta have been around full of shit niggas and, and be familiar with full of shit niggas to know what they sound like, and, and Payne doesn't, and so he gets pulled in, and like I told y'all last week, serial killers are very charming, they're very charismatic, that's one of the things that you can't get to get 13 people to kill or 12 or how many to kill if you look crazy like a boogeyman from they're very charming they put they disarm you they make you feel like you're they're harmless and they could never hurt you and that's how they get you right that's that's what serial killers are they're usually good looking Dom or uh, a lot of them Ted Bundy a lot of them they're usually attractive that's how they pull you in they look normal they have this veneer of normalcy that's how they get you and but Wayne to me, and I have a trained ear, but I don't think it takes it, he has none of that to me, like, I can, I, he's so transparent, he's so full of shit, I don't understand how anybody really takes him seriously, like, he never, 
He never addresses anything directly. It's all, you say, well, Wayne, what about, you know, they found, and I'm making this up, this is not something they found, but I'm just using an example. Well, Wayne, you know, they found your fingerprints in the murder victim's house. Okay, but think about all the fingerprints they find in all the world. Why would they want to point just to mine? See, the cops have an interest in those being my fingerprints. That's the type of shit he does. Like, nigga, what are you talking about? Your fingerprints was in the apartment. Explain that. What the fuck are you talking about? And every everything that Wayne does is is like that. It's, it's, he's not even good. He's like, you know, crackheads on the corner. You know, they, they fucking stories don't make no fucking sense. You're like, man, get the fuck out of here. No, I gotta, um, I need two dollars because, you know, the whole block had burnt down and the cops told me that if I came back with two dollars that they would build me a whole new house. So you got two dollars, like, like that. Like, you know, like, get the fuck out of here, like, Wayne is just, he's not even good, but, but Payne just puts these, and then it's all these people coming up, and God bless black people, but I, like I said y'all before, y'all are prone to conspiracy theories, and y'all don't really just think, think about things, and it's like, if you just, and, and actually, this last episode was, was pretty good, because the guy on there, he said that, he was like, yeah, there are, there are questions, and there are holes, he said, but if you look at the evidence, and you put it, don't take anything separate, but put it all together, he matched the profile to a T, he, when they got him in court, so one of the things that they kind of go into on this podcast, but not in great detail, but I saw on another uh, documentary about it, is the FBI agent who worked the case, and who told them what what the killer would be, that he would be somebody who was, uh, you know, kind of soft-spoken, maybe, they, whatever the pro- profile he gave him, it, the profile he gave him fit Wayne perfectly, and and one of the things they told, um, he told them after they had got Wayne, or arrested Wayne, and was trying to um, prosecute him, and Wayne was doing all kind of the shit he was doing, the, the FBI agent told them, they were like, this, he is this kind of uh, psychopathic personality, and what they said, when they told them, they said, look, he's really good on the surface, he, he's, he'll look very normal, he'll look very rational, he'll be very believable on the surface, but he, and, and for a little while, he said, but if you get him, if you press him for like, past two days, past, if you keep pressing him, and pressing him, he'll snap, and so the prosecutor, he wanted to get Wayne on the stand because he wanted to do that, and Wayne being the, the narcissist that he is, the, I'm the smartest guy in the room, and I'm going to talk my way out of this, insisted on going on the stand against a defense attorney's advice, and the prosecutor did exactly what the FBI, he said, he'll be cool for the first day, he'll be calm, cool, collected, he'll keep answering your questions, he'll, he'll stay calm, and they said by the second day, when they kept questioning him, and he snapped, just like the FBI agent said he would, and they said that more than anything is what convicted Wayne, because then the people saw, that's the guy that's killing all the kids, that's the Atlanta monster, not this other nigga that's up here, you know, trying to jive us, that dude right there, now we see, and that's what convicted him, and they don't really stress that in there, they stress, they say it a little bit, they say he blew trial, now he ain't blew trial, he ain't blow, Ted Bundy, same thing happened to Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy was his own defense attorney, he snapped in court, it, they all of them, like it's a veneer, it's a front, so, um, you know, if you're still listening to it, I don't know, tell me if you agree, but I'm kind I mean, I'm still listening, cause, but I'm, and, then, and the last episode is this next week, but I just kinda, it kinda let me down a little bit, cause I'm like, uh, this is, this is just going through 
all these conspiracies and all this shit over the years, and none of this has ever been proven, none of it's been verified, a lot of it don't make no sense, and the whole thing is, oh, well, it's a, it was a scandal because the Atlanta Police Department wanted to cover up, okay, but that was 30, 40 years ago, all the people is dead or retired, who would still be trying to cover up for, for people that was on Atlanta PD 30, 40 years ago, like, why would you still be having this conspiracy, for what, half the people's gone, don't nobody care, these people on the PD now probably wasn't even, someone wasn't even born then so you got these people holding this conspiracy for 40 years, for, for Wayne to keep Wayne Williams in jail, for what? so um, I just said all to say, I don't know, See, if y'all agree I just, it just I, I, it started out really strong and I kinda I kinda don't like it um, now but that leads me to the other point that I brought up OJ, so OJ's If I Did It confession tape was played, and I mean, that tape is old, and the book, If I Did It, is old, too, so what's fascinating to me is that there are still people in 2018 who think OJ was innocent, but I guess it's because there's people in 2018 who, I guess guess if you weren't alive when that OJ case happened, you don't understand how everything now with the court TV and the reality TV, well, not reality TV, but all, all of these cop shows and reality shows and all these just, like, true crime and, and all this ID channel and all this stuff, started with OJ, that Bronco chase and all that stuff was like a ratings thing, it was like ratings boom, so I guess if you weren't alive and you don't remember that, you won't understand the impact that the OJ case had, and how, I mean, people literally, watch, I told y'all, I ain't watch it, but my father watched that sh- that trial from beginning to end, a pre-trial, the preliminaries, every, everything, court TV, beginning to end, watched it, so it was just a part of our lives, so, you know, he was guilty then, he's guilty now, but like, people are like, oh my god, I didn't know this, and I didn't know that, and I'm shocked, like, what do you mean you didn't know that, oh, if they didn't know this at the trial, they didn't know that at the trial, somebody said, oh, they didn't know they, if they found, um, Bruno Magley footprints and blood to match his shoe, yeah, they said that at the trial, so, the, the, um, the story has always been that the prosecutor blew the case, and I think that we really, with hindsight, should probably, Reevaluate that. Reevaluate that. Now we saw all the OJ shows very well done. The ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentary OJ Made in America. If you have not seen that, please watch it. It's excellent. And after you watch that, you'll understand more about this case. But they also had the American Crime Story OJ uh, Simpson trial, which is also very good. But um, I think that you know it might. We the prosecutor definitely made mistakes. They definitely, definitely, definitely underestimated and did not understand the racial undercurrents and the racial um, issues that were uh, attached to that trial. Marsha Clark thought it was just about OJ and it was just about Nicole, and that was it, and she was wrong, and that's why she lost. But I, I don't think that we can say that the OJ case is a, is a example of a bad prosecution because I don't think, personally, I don't think there's any evidence that they could have presented that would have gotten... OJ a conviction, and, and and without going into detail, all I can tell you is if watch the ESPN 30 for 30 OJ made him, it, it won a, um, Emmy and everything, some of y'all was mad because um, Ava DuVernay's the 13th didn't win, the 13th should not have won, it was not anywhere near as good as that OJ Simpson special, that OJ Simpson special was excellent watch it, and if you watch that then you'll understand all the other things that were in that courtroom that led to OJ being not guilty they had all the evidence on OJ, they had all the evidence, they had all the physical evidence, he did it, but he got off, but on that OJ documentary, there's a, they have to talk to a few of the jurors, and they talked to this one juror, as an old black lady that was on the jury, and she just was like the oldest, blackest, just black, black, South Central, 
black lady, all she know is black lady, right? Lawyers say that the trial is won at jury selection, and, and the OJ trial is a perfect example of that, because those jurors were never going to convict. And the thing she said, I mean, she said a lot of things, but the thing she said that I remember that stuck out to me is she, she was on there, she was like, I just never believed he was beating her. What kind of woman won't stay to get her ass beat? You would get out of there. Now, we all know, or we should know, or if you don't look it up, domestic violence don't quite work that way. The, the that that actually domestic violence is a is a thing where you can't just leave because a lot of times they have control. Nicole, she had no income, everything, all the money of her kids, everything was through OJ. But even besides that, even besides all the things that are inherently wrong in that statement, I remember watching that and I was screaming at the TV like, "Lady, what are you talking about?" Because she did leave. Nicole did leave. She was killed outside her house. She had left him and was living alone and getting on with her life and dating and going out and minding her business and that nigga jumped over her gate and cut her head off and stabbed Rod Goldman to death so he left, she did leave and that's that just stuck out because it's like like what would it was so much evidence of his guilt and you just had people saying things like that while he was in like it didn't make any sense you're not even paying attention you're not even listening to the evidence because she did leave she left and it took her that long to leave because she called the cops many a times and nobody just always sent her back to OJ and Mark Furman fuck Mark Furman we know he's a racist piece of shit but he said something though that I think was very accurate he said that they had been before the murder they had been called to that house before for OJ being in the bushes and at the gate and just terrorizing her, he was stalking her and he was terrorizing her and he was peeping in her windows and doing all kind of shit and he had came out there before and Mark Furman said that a couple weeks before it goes into some other shit, Mark Furman jumped the gate and you know people said that they planted evidence but he always said that he jumped the gate because he thought that the woman might be in trouble. He said that, if you watch his special, he said that because he had been there before, and he said that two weeks before when he went, Nicole came running out the bushes and like just a bra and all disheveled and dirty and like, he's going to kill me, he's going to kill me, and he asked her if she wanted to press charges, and OJ came out and did his OJ thing, and was like, oh no, it's all good, and Furman said, I wanted to press charge, but she wouldn't press charge, and I tried to pull her aside, but I couldn't get her aside, and all these other cops was like enamored with OJ, and, she, and he said, but I knew that he was going to kill her. And so that floats over into when he, the whole, he says he jumped the gate because he thought she's in danger. We was like, bullshit. But I don't know. I kind of believe, I mean, again, he's a racist, but I kind of believe it because after I saw that documentary because of that story, that they had been there before. And it wasn't just, it was violent. I mean, he said she came running out the bushes scared for her life and her bra just looking a mess. Leaves and shit like she had been out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hiding from OJ. So, um, yeah, it's just so I don't. I, I think I think we got to reevaluate that the prosecutor blew it. I, I'm not sure if there was any evidence that could have presented at that time to that jury at, 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 in the early '90s that would have got a conviction. Um, but the reason I I brought it up is because the, the there was just as many conspiracy theories around the OJ case as there are around Monster. But I, you know, I think that if if in 2018 it took that confession tape for you to say OJ did it, like. This is why, you know, these things, this is why people think Wayne Williams is innocent. This is why people think OJ's innocent, because it's not, like, 
y'all go off chasing these waterfalls, and it's like, oh, it's not that, it's not none of that, none of that makes sense, it's a cocaine cartel, cause she owed money, why are they gonna kill her, why, why would they kill her if she owed money, OJ Simpson at the time, before all this, was doing very well, making a lot of money, he was on TV, TV, he had a car ass, he had endorsements, he was OJ Simpson, he was making all the money in the world, you ain't gonna kill her, you gonna go tell OJ, hey, your wife owes this money, pay us, or we'll kill her, or something like that, but if you kill her, you ain't never gonna get your money, it'll never make no, it ain't never made no sense, how are these fucking Colombian drug dealers going off through Hollywood, it just never, none of these stories ever made any sense, OJ did it, if you had to see that confession tape, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but like, all that evidence was presented at trial, all that evidence was known at the time, and people just ignored it, because, you know, they hated LAPD, but whatever, same kind of thing with Wayne Williams, like, it's just, it's not a conspiracy, the nigga's guilty, um, moving on, um, so, I, I, I'm a little, so, Janelle Monet and Tessa Thompson are, uh, allegedly, a couple, and I'm just disappointed in myself, because I missed it, I'm usually on that shit, but, apparently, it's been a rumor going back to 2015, and there are receipts to show that it's actually true, and I told y'all last week, I saw it, and, 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 believe it's true, but since then, I've been looking some more, and I'm like, yo, this, this shit was not even really that hidden, like, I don't know how I missed it, I do know how I missed it, because I told y'all before, I don't listen to Janelle Janelle Monae's music, and I don't really follow her, I like Tessa, I have liked Tessa Thompson since, um, she start, um, that show Cold Case, remember that show Cold Case, where they used to solve the, um, cold cases, she started an episode of that, where she played a lesbian, <laughs> I've liked her ever since then, and then I saw her in Dear White People, and I just always liked her, I think she's beautiful, I think her eyes, she has those eyes that are like I'm crazy, but I keep it together eyes, like very deep soulful eyes, so um, yeah, I just I just can't believe I missed it, I'm usually on that shit and I'm usually the one sitting around when y'all be talking about this one and that one, I be like, girl, that is that is a beard, they do not go together, she go with her, or he go with him um, they not BFFs don't be me and BFFs all the time niggas be fucking but whatever but I'm, I'm just disappointed that I missed that because I see it seemed to be every, all the other gays knew it and I'm just last on the train and I, I'll usually be first mm. related to that today um so a documentary on Aaron Hernandez can, came out or is coming out I'm not sure if it's out yet where so when Aaron Hernandez first killed himself or um they said that, you know, they found three letters in his cell, one to his girlfriend, one to his daughter, and one to his jail boyfriend, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, that makes perfect sense, that explains it all, because the Aaron Hernandez thing, it was like, why? Why is this dude doing all this? Like, you have the life you want, why are you killing all these, what, what are you doing? But if he was trying to hide that he was a homosexual, it made all the sense in the world to me, so I believed it, and like I told you before, the gays, we be knowing, y'all swear we don't, but we be knowing, so I believed it, and a couple days later, here come the lawyer, oh, they trying to disparage his character, saying somebody is gay is not disparaging their character, if that, if, whether they are or they not, it does, it's not a disparagement to say that a person is gay, if that's what they are, that's what they are, but I didn't, I believed it, I believed it because it made sense, so today, this documentary came out, and supposedly his cousin and his friend and his girlfriend are confirming it, saying yes, yes he was, um, he talked about it, we talked about it, so, I just wanted to mention that, because once again, the gays were right, like we always are, because, you know, real recognize real, that's all I can say, but, it just, it's a sad story, it's a shame that he felt that it was better to go out like he went out, than to just be who he was, but, you know, that's society we live in, but I just think it's a shame, because a lot of people died, and he died, 
um, you know, because he just couldn't admit what he was, which, whatever, um, ain't not, it's never that serious, um, yeah, so, um, so I saved this for last, because I really ain't want to talk about it, and I still kind of don't want to talk about it, but I'll just have to hit on it, so, um, your president fired his Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, after Rex Tillerson said, with no equivocation, that the Russians are the ones who poisoned the spies over in Britain. Fired him the next day. People tried to say, oh, you know, he was moderate, blah, 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 all this stuff, it had nothing to do with that, he was having problems with him for a long time, okay, might have been having problems for a long time, I don't know how true or not true that is, you know, perhaps Rex Tillerson went against the president before, we know he did, but we know when he said that it was definitely the Russians, he got fired. Then, today or yesterday, um, the guy under Comey, McNabb, 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 I think his name, I can't remember, or I should Google it, what's his name? He got fired today. He is the one that is, along with um, Mueller, investigating Trump. All of this, people say, let's see, Trump fires, doesn't come up. McCabe, that's his name, McCabe. Um, he was the second under under um, Comey, so he moved into Comey's space. Um, he fired him today. So all that's left now is is Mueller, and so people are thinking he's going to try to follow, fire Mueller. He may. Um, I think if he does that, then that'll be the end of him, but it's going to be the end of him regardless. Um, but I just want to say that, you know, again, I'm not shocked, but what I really... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked. I, I, I'm, I will never, ever ever, 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 as long as I live, forgive you people for folding this man in the office, this was the easiest decision ever, and you just did the worst, dumbest shit ever, and I will never get over it, Hillary Clinton was the most qualified, she cares about this country, she gave her life to public service, she wanted the job, she should have had the job, she would have been an excellent president, and y'all put this monkey in office, and now look at us, and I will never, ever, ever forgive you, and I don't want to hear, you didn't know, because it's a bunch of bullshit, you knew, you didn't want to vote for her because either she's a woman or whatever the case, no rational reason, because Donald Trump offered nothing, um, but, um, what was I gonna say, he, he, um, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I can't be shocked, like, I don't know what else there is to say, I, I will say that I am shocked by, like, how, how dumb they are, how stupid they are, how non-strategic they are, despite what the media says, the media wants you to believe everything is strategy and everything is, it's not, they're, they're just dumb, and they're incompetent, and it's just a lot, everything, it's not one thing, it's not distract from nothing else, it's just a bunch of shit happening, and it's just so much shit, it's coming at you a mile a minute, because it's just how bad they are, they, they're not strategic, if they were strategic at all, none of this shit would be coming out, okay, you got the Stormy Daniel thing, which I think might be the, so, I mean, he's impeachable right now, and there's so many things you can get him out of there with, but I think he has so many scandals that it's just going to be a question of which one should we pick to get him out of here the easiest and the fastest. And I happen to think it's going to be something involved with sex. Either Stormy Daniels, and Stormy Daniels was saying there's other women that um, he's had an affair with, that he's threatened, that he signed NDAs, waiting to tell. I don't know. I just think that's going to be it because I think that's just the easiest. You don't, you know, you can't really, that's not political. It's very, very hard, even though they're holding the line right now. It's very hard to be 
to be to draw a line on your president paid off a hooker during the election and funneled election money um, to her, which is very illegal. So it, it might be that. I think it probably will be that. I think it's going to be some kind of sex hooker, somebody or somebody we, that's still out there with some news and some information that we don't know yet. That's probably a hooker or a woman somewhere that's going to blow this case wide open, um, wider open. Um, or um, today also came out that uh, federal officials or federal—I don't know if it's Congress or somebody—are looking in the, into the NRA now because there's evidence that the Russia funneled money to the NRA for them to institute chaos and affect our election. So this Russian thing, it goes far, it goes wide, it goes deep. Like I told y'all, if they really, really want to trace it, it goes way further than people are going to expect and people th- or people think. I think it goes to Mitch McConnell, I think it goes to Paul Ryan, maybe in different degrees, but that Russian money was out there, okay? And they, and they could not have done this by themselves. Um, they needed help, needed help, cooperation, and I hope, it is my greatest hope that they catch and round all of y'all up that were involved in this, that put us through this, and put y'all in the, and put y'all in fucking Guantanamo, right next to, um, uh, what's the guy that built up the, blew up the World Tracer, right next to that dude, and all down there with them fucking terrorists, cause that's what y'all are, y'all fucking terrorists and enemies of the state, who tried to destroy and bring down the United States of America, so that's where y'all need to go, right next to them dudes, cause y'all, y'all the same kind of people, um, but yeah, that's all I want to say. Like I, you know, people are like, oh, is he Teflon? I, no, he's not Teflon. He's there's he's not. Um, it's just that people are holding things tight. Um, you know they're holding things tight because the stuff again, like I said before, the stuff that is leaking is is tremendous. It's bombshell shit, and that's just what's leaking. So you can't, you know that what they're keeping tight to the vest must be bigger. And I don't think it's no coincidence that a couple days ago. Mueller, um, directly asked Trump for his papers and subpoenaed Trump for his papers and his information. And then the next day, McCabe is fired. I don't think that's no, I I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, they can say, well, he's been trying to fire him for a long time. Sure. And he fired him two days before his elves before his pension because he's a petty bitch that lives for drama. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. And I think, um, if he thinks that he's going to be able to fire, I think he thinks he can fire Mueller. He thinks he can do whatever he wants to do because so far nothing has happened. But I don't think that it's kind of like when your mom asks you how, how was school today and you go there and you telling your whole lie and your mom just sitting there being calm, cool and collected and listening to you lie. We're in the part where your mom says, how was school today? And Trump is just telling this whole thing, thinking it's all good, and the teacher done already called and told you to hold jigs. That's what it is. I don't think he's Teflon. I just think that people are still gathering and letting him do what he do and seeing how much dumb, and see if he'll do anything else to reveal anything else, if anybody else will come forward. But I'm pretty sure they have the whole jig now. They know what it was, and um, they're just taking their time. Because, again, when the feds come for you, they come. And they know that they're going to have to have all they, it's going to have to be incontrovertible evidence. It's going to have to be something that's undeniable. It can't be no holes left, so I, I don't think he's Teflon, I don't think that nothing is going to happen to him, I think that he's going to go, it's just they're building their case, and there's so much to do, and and what, what where do we want to go, I mean, we got him on obstruction of justice already, but again, obstruction of justice is just like an add-on charge because you got, you're obstructing justice because you're trying to hide something else, so it's like, what is the something else that you're trying to hide, you could get him on obstruction of justice that's what they got Nixon on, but I mean that's bullshit from all this, all this that's going to come up. This is going to be way more than some obstruction of justice, but I'm pretty sure they have that case already. Um, 
I'm sure they have some election finance, campaign finance violations already. So, um, and I also think that the buildup has been long and will be long, but I think the fall is going to be very quick. I don't think it's going to be gradual at all. I think one day something's going to break. Um, impeachment papers have been sent to Congress and they're voting on them and it's been voted on or an indictment has been handed down for the president and his family and all that. I don't, I think it's going to be, I think they're going to do what feds do. They're going to take their time. They're going to pile their paperwork and then they just going to come and it's just all going to go really fast. And it's going to, and again, the evidence that they're going to have is going to be so tight that these career politicians, these Republicans who are not the, the ultimate dumbasses willing to go down with Trump are going to see the writing on the wall and be like, okay, um, Time to impeach this nigga because I I ain't going down with this motherfucker. I wrote, you know, what I mean, I rolled with as long as I could, but I ain't no fucking dummy. I'm not going to jail for this dude. So I think that's what's going to happen. Um, plus, there's probably I don't know how much of a Democratic sweep there's going to be, but I think we're going the Democrats are going to get back some seats. So there's going to be let they'll probably maybe able to take over the House and institute it themselves. But and and even in that case, I just don't see these lifelong not these crazy Trump folks, but these lifelong Republicans who just politicians who just go whichever way the wind blows and what's popular right now. That's what I'm on. And when they see that the noose is tight and it ain't no wiggling out, they're gonna go right along. And all of a sudden, they're gonna be the most righteous and they never back Trump. And you know, all the stories are gonna be nobody ever voted for Trump. Everybody's always appalled. Nobody knows how this happened. You know how they do. But it's, I think it's going to come swiftly. I think the fall is going to come fast. The buildup is taking long, but I think the fall is going to be swift. Um, so yeah, all the president's men part two. All right, y'all. So let's move on to Genghis kicks. And I almost forgot cause I told y'all this week was rushed. And I usually, um, collect up my kicks all week and I almost forgot. And, um, I don't have, well, so I have this one pair. They're called Air Force 270, but they're like, um, they're like the leather joints. I can't decide if I like them, so I figured I'd do something new. I'll put them on the, on the Instagram, and y'all let me know if y'all like these joints, because I mean, I kind of, I can't, I don't know, I kind of like them, but I, I can't figure out if I like them or not, so y'all see them, they don't only, they're black, and the only black pair of them put up, and I'm really liking these Air Max 270s, I keep putting these up, but I like them, they keep coming out in all these different colors, and the colors is live, and they got this new coral color for women's, um, Check, put those up, check those in if you can. And then um, Air Max put out the Atmos. Um, every year they do an Atmos um, color scheme, which is like basically like a, a kind of a jungle vibe where it's like, I don't like them. I think they're ugly, but I put them up because some people think they're hot. I mean, they're just not for me, but I'll, I'll put them up because I know people like them. Then they um, another women's Air Jordan 12 the, um, in the coral color also. Corals are really... Um, popular color this season, I, I kind of actually like it, I, I don't, I wouldn't get these, but I mean, they're dope, I could see somebody wearing them, it's, a, it's that same coral color as the other, um, Nikes we put up, and then, the white and royals come out, I like the all black and blue royals, the, but the white ones are dope too, if you want them, they're coming out, I'll put them up, and um, actually I got two colors of the 270s, I'm gonna put two different, um, color schemes up, and if you go on the Nike site, they got all of them, but they're really dope, I, I, I like them, I'm, I'm gonna get some for the summer, I haven't tried them on, but they look really light, but, um, I'm gonna put them all up there for y'all, alright y'all, so, it's thanks for asking, this, sorry I'm late again, I'll try to be on time this week, um, thanks for asking, thanks for listening, tell your friends, um, the email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com, uh, the podcast, uh, sorry, the Twitter, the podcast is at thanks underscore for asking without the G. 
follow me there, please, please. Um, I'm at KMGZ on Twitter. Follow me there. Most of y'all do. Um, follow me on the uh, podcast one, too. Get my numbers up. Thanks. Rate me, please. Y'all have. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. See y'all on there. Please go on there. Rate me. Uh, make me hot. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode. I, I told. I don't know if y'all know. Like The title of the episode is like, I take that, like, the most serious. It takes the most work. I take a lot of pride. Like, I like my titles to be perfect. That stresses me out the most. So when I get to the end of the show and I don't have a title, it's very stressful for me because that means I got to sit for hours rolling back the show. What was I talking about? What was I doing to come up with a title? So I don't know if y'all know, but um, it's very stressful for me when I get through a whole episode and don't have a title. So, and here's another one. Um, But um, I don't know. I think it's something as usual and have it by the time this goes up. All right, y'all. Thanks. Um, oh, and also I, I got, um, the equipment I need to video. So again, the video one's going to have to be on a Saturday. So this one was late. So I don't want to give y'all too late one. So give me a couple more episodes and then I'll do the live one. Cause it's going to have to be on the weekend and I don't really like to do it late. All right. All right. Cool. Peace.